This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Winning Drive podcast. I'm Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cornell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And of course, this is a winning version of Winning Drive as the Ravens beat the Bengals 34-20 to on Thursday night football, something that they are essentially accustomed to do in terms of winning in primetime games. As we all remember, the Ravens and the Bengals played last year, I believe, Sunday night football, and they won that feat as well. A uh, couple of things that happened, though, in that game, we, we didn't see Joe, uh, Joe Burrow in the second half. He exited that game um, right before the half. Uh, with an injury to his wrist or hand. Funny enough, Cordell, we saw reports. I don't know if you saw, but there was a report that um, they had posted a video, the Bengals, and um, of them coming to Baltimore, and Joe Burrow had something on his hand, and I guess it caught traction, and they deleted the post. So people were already skeptical about something going on with his hand, and then he goes out with that injury uh, last night. Yeah, I mean it's a problem uh, that the NFL has right now. You can't you can't trust these guys. You you can't trust the injury report. You can't trust all. What the coaches are saying about the injuries, and it's it's just bad. It's bad business. And, and when you when you got the NFL pushing mm-hmm. betting and everything, we know how big sports betting is. Not just now, obviously in Maryland, but just in general in this country. When 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 you as a as a uh, business, which the NFL is, is endorsing people putting their money into these games, uh, whether it's to pay to go see the games or betting on the games, whatever the case may be, when especially when it's somebody like Joe Burrow, you know, somebody of that pedigree, and you're not disclosing certain information about. Um, his health status that could turn out to be important to the outcome of the game. I, I just think that's a bad, bad look, and the league has got to do something 
about that. And the Bengals aren't the only ones to do that. I mean, it, it happens all over the league. I've been a firm believer of this for years. You, you can't trust anything that anybody is saying. I mean, even as us in the media, we only get but so much access throughout the week to really see what's going on with these guys. We don't know if a dude is truly limited. It's been times where we've gone out there at practice and a guy won't be on the field. And John Harbaugh has told us, hey, yeah, he came out when, once you guys have gone in. <laughs> what are we going to do? Tell him he's lying? You know what I'm saying? It's, so so it's, it's kind of like, what do you even believe when it comes to this injury stuff nowadays? The Bengals, I mean, they, their social media department obviously was in the dark. Uh, when they posted that video about uh, about whatever they wanted to do with Burrow. Um, and then, sure enough, I mean, he goes out with the wrist injury, and it was so weird. I mean, he throws the ball to Mixon, which ends up being a touchdown uh, on the play, and immediately he's he's down holding his wrist. He's, he didn't even get touched. Um, I thought maybe on first glance that maybe somebody was there and tried to knock the ball down and ended up hitting his fingers or something. But once I looked at the – and at the replay and saw nobody touched him, it was just bizarre. And the first thing that came to my mind was that deleted video of the Bengals. So um, it obviously made a huge impact on the game. And I do want to give Jake Brown in credit. I mean, he I thought Jake Brown really came in and balled out, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously not enough to win the game for the Bengals. But we're talking about a dude that had, I think, four career snaps going into that game. And he came in. He was mobile. He was accurate. I mean, and it wasn't just dink and dunk passes. He was trying to stretch the field on the Ravens. So I definitely thought he he came came out there and, and did the best that he could. But ultimately, you know, when you lose a quarterback like Joe Burrow, it, it's kind of like uh, the nail in the coffin. And, and the Ravens had their own injury issues, obviously. I mean, Mark yeah. Andrews goes down on the first play, on the first uh, drive. That's 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 the story. Of this game, I mean, where did and I want I want to touch on that in a minute. But since we're already on the defensive side of the ball, let's stick there, and then we'll talk about Mark's um, injury um, later, or when we talk about what this offense was like, you know, post Mark. But ultimately, look, the Ravens defense once again, the um, run defense has been suspect, and that's something that you and I complained about. Um, you know, as as we think that this defense is ferocious and they're and and how good they are there are some weaknesses mm -hmm. and a team like the Bengals who uh you know really wasn't running the football previously comes in and you know they have some success running the ball you know Joe, Joe Mixon 16 carry 69 yards he averaged 4.3 yards per carry uh, that's not a good look in that regard. Um, Jake Browning, who you already talked about, that's a guy that I actually watched at Washington. You're a big college football fan, so I'm, I'm really aware of his game. He came in and he, you know, had some good runs as well. Uh, four rushes for 40 yards. Um, you know, there's another guy that comes in, Trayvon Williams, two rushes. 20 yards so both of those are 10 yards per carry um so it is the problem um with this defense uh in terms of why it is that they just haven't um solidified basically the the upfront portion of the run game and why they're the, the running backs are reaching secondary levels particularly as, as good as joe mixon is hasn't had much success mm -hmm. this year yeah and and honestly i've felt 
for a while that the Bengals kind of let the Ravens off the hook when it comes to running the ball. I said that earlier when the Ravens yeah. them in the in the in that game. I think I said it last year too uh, yep. in the game because it just felt like yeah, Mixon may not be getting a hundred yards, but he's efficient with his carries. He's keeping the defense honest, and I just felt like at times the Bengals will go and be one dimensional, and it would end up being an advantage. Um, for the Ravens. And look, I, I said earlier this week or yeah, earlier this week on the previous episode that I had um, kind of come around on the Ravens rush defense. And it's, I, th- I think I said that last week before the Browns game, actually. And ever since I said it, I mean, they haven't really, I mean, God knows the Browns ran all over them um, and the Bengals were able to run the ball when they wanted to. And so, and, and even just watching the game uh, against Cincinnati, I think a part of the reason why they do have some of the success that they did have uh, against the Ravens in the run game is that the Ravens don't really blitz the Bengals. They just don't. They don't blitz Joe Burrow, and I can understand why. Um, But what you get on the flip side is those linebackers who are usually coming downhill, they're now flat-footed. And those linemen are able to get to the second level and kind of blow. If even if they're not getting to the second level, they're opening up the hole initially. And Mixon, who is coming through their full speed, while you got your linebackers, who's kind of at a standstill. So I, I, I think that you would imagine. I mean, the Bengals know that the Ravens don't really blitz them, if ever. You would imagine that they would know that. Okay we can run the ball against this team. And they tried to. I mean, Mixon was a big part of what they were doing uh, in that game. Jamar Chase didn't have much success. He got the garbage time touchdown late in the game. But other than that, to be honest with you, I said to a media member in the press box, I forgot Jamar Chase was even in this game. (laughs) I I, I forgot he was in the game. What did he – Jamar Chase, seven targets. I mean, God, that's a a shock to me. Uh, Two catches. For 12 yards, yeah. I mean, credit to Brandon Stevens, who was on him majority of the night, ends up giving up the first touchdown allowed on the year. Okay, whatever. But overall, you'll live with Jamar Chase leaving this game with two catches on 12 yards in a in a garbage time touchdown. That I, I just I'm doubling down on my notion that Brandon Stevens is the best corner that the Ravens have. And but also he did get a lot, he gets he did get some help. They there were times where Marcus Williams kind of shadowed um, you know, um Jamar Chase. So he did have some over-the-top help in that regard. And that was smart on, you know, because there were a few times that Jamar Chase did get past Brandon Stevens, but Joe Burrow was, you know, under duress or um Jake Browning was under duress and just really couldn't get to him anyway. But they would have probably been bad decisions again because they, he did have some safety help there. But ultimately, you know, the Ravens still find a way to uh, get sacks. Five total sacks last night. Uh, one from Clowney, Van Noy, uh, Matabike, Oway uh, had a sack. And one from Tavius Robinson, a guy that was drafted um, last year's draft. Hadn't heard his name much. Probably got uh, some play time due to um, having some some injuries on the defensive line. Um, and, and that was a, an opportunity for him that, to me, he took full advantage of. So it was good seeing 
you know, the Ravens, although, again, they struggle in run defense. Um, and like you said, they, they don't necessarily blitz a ton. They were still able to get the pressure that they needed, um, and particularly because Broderick Washington didn't play, had some other guys step up. Um, and, and be able to do some things as well against that Bengals offense. Yeah, I mean, Broderick Washington being a healthy scratch was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I can't argue with it. He hasn't been great this year. I mean, they gave him the contract at the start of the year, and to be honest with you, it's been quite a few times I'm watching the game live or I go back and I'm re-watching the game, and 96 is on the ground quite a bit. I mean, he's on the ground more than you'd like your defensive tackles to be. And Travis Jones has played well this year. He's played yes. really well. Um, so he's 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 earned those extra reps. Brent Urban, I think, has played well this year as well. Brent Urban played quite a bit in the Bengals game also. So um, I, I don't have an issue with that. Um, and, yeah, they, they were able to get pressure last night. The Bengals came in with the banged-up offensive line as well. The offensive line to begin with isn't very good anyway. Um, so yeah, the, every, every week it's a constant battle for the Bengals to try to protect the quarterback. And it was a struggle for them again against the Ravens. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For sure. All right, let's flip it to the offensive side um, of the ball. You already mentioned Mark Andrews being gone, so that is obviously a huge loss in this win um, against the Bengals. Ravens had 405 total yards of offense in this game. Looked pretty efficient there. Uh, you know, they had some penalties that kind of affected them. They had some plays that came back. Um, but obviously the biggest story um, thus far is losing Mark Andrews for the year with an ankle injury. And so, you know, it. I feel like, Cordell, if this was previous years, this would be um, something that we would absolutely have a, a, a real concern about this offense. Um particularly because, you know, watching this offensive line, they, they struggle at times to be consistent. And Mark Andrews is the one consistent guy that you can worry about. Mark Andrews is a guy that, you know, runs a lot of option routes. He knows how to find the soft spot in between zones. He knows how to get himself open. Um, and now you're losing that. And, and that would be a major concern for me. But um, with Zay being on the team, with Odell being on the team, um, they do have Kolar and Likely, which by no means am I saying that they are Mark Andrews uh, in that that stratosphere. I do think that they're good football players. Um, and then having Rashad Bateman, you know, starting to 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 get 
himself involved in this office. Nelson Aguilar, even, you know, a guy that we won't really talk about him a, a lot, but he has been effective. I feel like as big of a loss as that is, that this offense can still find a way to continue to get the ball rolling. And I'm curious to know your thoughts behind that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a major blow. It's a, it's a major blow. There's no way around it. Um, I mean, he's probably on the scale of players you don't want to lose. He's probably right there under Lamar, honestly. Um, it's like Mahomes losing Kelsey in my mind, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's a it, it it's a trajectory changing loss in my yeah. mind. I, I I I do think I I do agree with you that um the Ravens are more equipped now to lose a guy like Mark Andrews than they ever have been. Right. Um, I, I agree with that. Um, it just still doesn't mean that they're equipped if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It, like, yeah, their receiving core is, is much better, obviously. Um, Isaiah likely performed really well when Mark wasn't there last year. You hope he can do that again um, this year. Um, but it's been a struggle for him. It's been a struggle for Charlie Kohler to this point in the season. Now, both of those guys, I think, have been trending in the right direction the last couple of games. Um, but it, to you're not going to feel Mark Andrews void. You just don't. All you can right. do is kind of hope that everybody else kind of takes their game to the next level. Um I, I think that this loss doesn't impact them when it comes to winning the division. I don't think it impacts them when it comes to making the playoffs. But you, when you get to January, that's my thing. I I I I had I said this to a media member last night. I don't know if I can, if I can imagine the Ravens winning it all without Mark, and I'm just being honest. I mean, I, I thought that the Ravens with Mark, and not just solely dependent on Mark, but just as a unit when they're as healthy as possible. Um, I thought that they are a legit Super Bowl contender, and I still, even with the loss of Mark, I look at the AFC. It's still Chiefs and Ravens in my mind, and, and it's kind of everybody else trying to trying to fight with those guys. Um, but when you talk about losing your second best player on offense, I mean, and the guy that your best player depends on the most when he needs it. Uh, I, I just don't know if we can say that the Ravens have the same ceiling that they had when Mark was there that they, and, and they have that now we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, I, I just, I just do feel like come January, that's when they'll really feel this loss. Oh, for sure. And, and, and I, by no means am I saying that um, his loss won't have an impact because it will. Right. My hope is that because this roster is better than in years past, that they will find a way to uh, help fill a void. I don't think that it can be fully filled by mm -hmm. any means. Um, but do the best they can to fill a void like Mark Andrews, because that is a huge loss to this offense. Um, but, you know, that happened very early in the first series. And, you know, despite that um, uh, unfortunate loss for the Ravens, they ended up having 400 uh, total yards of offense. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, it feels like, you know, he got his first touchdown on his birthday a couple weeks ago. And it feels like, you know, 
while sometimes it does still feel like Cordell that they are pressing in terms of getting the ball to him, um, it does feel a little bit more natural this time. Ends up with four receptions for 116 yards. So we know that he still got it, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he can still be a factor. And I do believe that defenses still see him in that and and as a factor as well. Did leave the game uh, with a shoulder injury, but apparently it doesn't appear to be serious. And probably this mini buy is going to be helpful with him getting a lot of rest and then turning around and having the real by um, after the Chargers game. But um, good to see him, you know, get his – get this is going – and this, they're going to need that. They're going to need that with Mark Andrews being out. Um, Zay just continues to be a guy that really um, impresses me. I, I think that he is just a phenomenal player. And while statistically you might be like, oh, okay, because he only had three um, catches for 43 yards – that one touchdown that did get called back, didn't see the holding. I don't know. I mean, maybe you can help me what happened there. But um, with look, phenomenal, still still a phenomenal play, regardless. Uh, and and they got they got you know a guy that can really get some separation there. So that that's been fun to watch as well. Yeah, I thought the receivers played their butts off uh, in that game, especially when Mark goes down. Everybody has to know that they got to step it up at that point, and I thought that they did. Beckham. Um, like you said, yeah, at times it does feel I, I definitely his birthday. They you can clearly see that they're trying to get him a touchdown on that day. But I I, I do agree. Last night it, it looked more organic. It, it looked a lot more organic and it was just a natural flow. OK, Beckham's open. We're going to hit him. Uh, there were times that they ran plays for Beckham where he got open and he wasn't able to get the ball. And he was frustrated, uh, very frustrated. Um, but, it, and it wasn't like Lamar and it, it was just things Lamar's getting brushed out of the pocket and he's forced to go the opposite way of where Beckham's route is gone and things like that. But I, I thought Beckham looked really good in the game last night, clearly showed the burst. And he talked about how at the early part of the season, he gave credit to Harbs and DaCosta and those guys for holding him out and not allowing him to go out there because he felt like he wasn't himself. He, he felt like, honestly, had he played early, as early as he wanted to, um, it may have cost him a season. Um, so he he was really appreciative um, of those guys kind of forcing him to be patient. And he he said that, you know, he feels like he's getting his legs back under him. He can he could kind of tell that some of that big playability that he knows that he can make um, is it, starting to show up again. Uh, he was not happy about the holding call on the Zay touchdown. Very disappointed about that. I didn't see the hold. I could see why they thought that. When you see the jersey kind of flap like that, you automatically think it's a hold. But we got to get it. I, I look at that as the same way that I do some of these BS false starts. I, 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 I've never really liked how offensive linemen are forced to be frozen. I get it. You got to get set. Okay. Get set, but a, a simple twitch is considered for. I I, I just think that's ticky tack, and I I, that's how I look at that type of holding call. Uh, if you by by rule, it may actually be called holding because he barely grabs his jersey and and slightly pulls it. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a block. He, it's a block. He he uses his hands. He moves him out of the, out of the way. Pushes him to the sideline. I mean, 
you got to let these guys play. You got to let them play um, to a certain degree. So I, I thought that was a bad call. It was great to see Bateman get in the end zone. Um, still would like to, I mean, you're still waiting for him to get more involved. And Nelson Aguilar, he just, he just finds a way to make plays. He's just in the right place at the right time. Um, gets the tip drill touchdown, just, just a great play. Um, but I, I, I mean, like I mentioned, the, the wide receivers really took it to another level once uh, Mark Andrews went out. But I, I thought Lamar did as well. I thought Lamar, honestly, last night, nobody will say this. I thought that that is borderline his best game of the season, honestly. Yeah. I mean, from all the way from the accurate throws, we've been complaining about him not hitting on those deep balls. He was hitting on the deep balls in that game. And even the ones that he didn't hit, the one that he threw to Bateman that got def- – that was just a great play by the corner to deflect that at the last second. But if he doesn't yeah. – yeah. the ball is falling right into Bateman's basket. I mean, yeah. it's, the one – and so I, I just thought Lamar was very poised without his number one target. He gets banged up. He's limping. His ankle even gives out on a play. Uh, where he just goes down untouched. God knows the next play, they run a quarterback draw. I, I don't know what the logic was behind that. Um, but Lamar really showed me something last night. For all the people that had something to say about him missing time last year when he had the knee sprain and everything, um, for him to come back out and continue to be himself. He didn't shell up and and, and kind of try to force himself to be a pocket quarterback. He still made plays with his legs. He got down, avoided hits. He was su- super accurate with the ball. Um, I, I just, I just thought he, he, he got into that killer mode uh, in that game last night. Yeah, particularly because in the beginning, like his, he really had no time. His offensive mm-hmm. line just was not playing well. And eventually in the second half, they did get a little bit better. Hendrickson, a guy that, you know, was literally just hyperextended his knee a couple days ago against the, the Houston Texans, was out there wrecking havoc. And I was just like, well, what are he on? Because I want that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was killing early. I'm trying to understand how that man was still – and look, this was the same matchup that we saw in week two because Pat McCarry played left tackle then. <laughs> and, you know, ironically, Hendrickson had a better game this time around than he did the last time. And I'm just like, what is going on here? But ultimately, yes, Lamar made the plays that he um, needed to make. 16 for 26, 264 yards, two touchdowns. So, you know, he he definitely did. And, look, these division games are never easy. They're They're going to be hard. And regardless of what we think about the Bengals in terms of, um, oh, they don't have Joe Burrow. Oh, they, you know, they still have a lot of talent on that team. Um, yes, I'm sure that they missed Sam Hubbard as well. But look, that's part of the game. The injuries are going to happen. And it still was scrappy for a little bit until, you know, it just wasn't anymore because the talent level, particularly at the quarterback position for the Bengals, just wasn't really enough. Um, and even if Joe Burrow was there, you know, with that injury, it just wasn't going to be a successful night for him anyway. So there was that. All right, let's move it along to Pat's on the Hat, friend. So who is your first recipient of the Pat on the Hat? Um, I'll, I'll start with Beckham. I'll start with Beckham. Gets his first 100-yard game as a Raven, four catches, uh, 116 yards, had the 51 yard catch that really boosted uh those numbers but i, I thought beckham um is, is I, I think beckham is really starting to come into his own i'm curious to see how he responds to the shoulder injury because he is hurting um he, that was clear uh when we were in the locker room he's definitely feeling 
feeling the effects of that shoulder. So um, with the mini buy that they get right now, and then the real buy after that, A, you wonder what his health status will even be for that Chargers game. Do the Ravens kind of just say, let's give him an extra week? Um, because they're going to treat him differently than they do everybody else when it comes to uh, health status. And that's just the way that it is. You have to, because the investment for him not only was for, to get Lamar back, but also for late in the season, you're hoping that Beckham has his best games um, in, in the playoffs or late in the season in general. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play in the Chargers game, but even still these last three weeks, I think you're starting to see what Odell Beckham can be in this offense. Completely agree with you there. I am going to give Tavius Robinson a pat on the head. Welcome to the NFL, young man. Now, I know he's played in some other games. I, I understand that. But had his first sack of his career uh, in last night's game. Good to see him get an opportunity to get involved into this offense. And you always want to see draft picks, um, you know, hopefully they can come around and, and make plays. And so that was good to see. So I will give him a pat on the hat. Who you got next? Yeah, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Lamar. I'm going to go to Lamar. I said it. I thought, I thought Lamar played his butt off uh, in this game, 16 for 26, 264, two touchdowns also had 54 yards on the ground, six yards a pop just did whatever had to be done. He took care of the football, which is very important in this offense, as we know. Um, and I, I just, I just thought Lamar led. He he willed his team uh, to a victory. He led those guys. Without Mark Andrews, he's still finding other guys. He's still spreading the ball around. He's making plays with his legs despite the bum ankle. Um, I I just thought he he showed a lot of toughness in that game. Um, and and they needed that with them losing one of their leaders early in the game. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I'm going to stick to the outside linebacker group and I'm going to give them just overall a pat on the hat. Um, aside from Tavius, um, Jadavion Clowney, Kyle Van Noy, and Adafe Owe each had a sack amongst themselves. Um, so if you look at the outside linebacker group, they had four sacks total in last night's game. Um, but ultimately, those guys, particularly Clowney and Van Noy, continue to impress. I mean, what Van Noy has been able to do since he's been on this team has been phenomenal. And I'm always surprised that he was not on someone's roster at the beginning of the season because he's been a great pickup um, for the Ravens. And it's good to see Oway play at his potential because there's been too much chatter about him. And I, I've always felt like you really can't tell what a guy is going to be like until their third season. And I think that we're starting to see what Owe is able to do, um, you know, because of his talent. And sometimes it takes time, but, you know, he's been very aggressive. Um, he's been disruptive. Love seeing that for him. And he also has really great mentors with Clowney and Van Noy being able to help him get to his um, and maximize potential. So shout out to the outside linebackers for this group. Yeah, um, I'll give my last one to a unit as well. I'm going to go with the secondary. The secondary, I thought, played their butt off. I mean, I've mentioned Brandon Stevens earlier. He was tasked with basically traveling with uh, Jamar Chase for most of the game. I mean, I, I, for he he has come such a long way yes. um, for, for them to even feel comfortable 
uh, with giving him that task. So definitely give Brandon Stevens a ton of credit. Um, I thought Ronald Darby made some plays in the game, some really nice plays, had a key pass deflection um, in the red zone uh, for the Ravens defense. Kyle Hamilton, a couple of key pass deflections as well, just playing so physical. Um, I love watching Kyle Hamilton play. For all the mistakes that he made early uh, in his rookie season, I mean, you rarely see Kyle Hamilton make a mistake anymore. Everything he does just seems to be right. And I just, it's really a treat to watch uh, him play football. And Marcus Williams, Marcus Williams, I thought, played a heck of a game. Yes, he did. Um, A couple of crucial tackles, a couple of crucial pass deflections. Um, just, just a really sound game from him. You didn't see many of the blown coverages that we saw in the Cleveland game, uh, deep over the middle and stuff. Um, so I know there was no T Higgins in the game, but Jamar Chase is still there. I, I get no Burrow, but Browning, Jake Browning was throwing that thing. I mean, he, he was throwing it all over the field. So it's not like the defense kind of was able to pack it in. Once Burrow went out, Browning kept them on their toes. So uh, I, I thought the secondary did a really nice job of still not not letting up even once Burrow went out. Um, last far, uh, Pat on the hat, I'm going to give it to the fans. They were they wore their black like they were supposed to mm-hmm. for the most part. They were loud. They were into the game. Um, that is something that you know. Listen. So that definitely played a role into the first two timeouts in the first half of that game. Yeah. They were in the first quarter. Um, the Bengals were confused, but the fans were very loud. And so they did their job. They were absolutely a part of what was going on in that game. And it was very fun to watch. I've always loved seeing fans get involved um, because the crowd noise does matter, whether y'all believe it or not. So um, I'm going to give a pat on the hat to the fans because y'all did what y'all were supposed to do last night. The assignment, you understood it, you executed it, you get an A++ from me over here at Winning Drive. And hopefully you guys can continue the trend, not just because it's the Sunday night game, not just because it's the Bengals game, but that you rise up to the occasion every single week. Uh, it was great. And also, um, pat on the hat to the production crew, man, because having Big Boy out there for halftime yeah. and, you know, all of that stuff, that, that was entertaining mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully, you know, y'all can do a little bit more of that and not just for fancy games. For the Ravens. (laughs) But that was basically um, my favorite part of uh, of the game, too, just having the fans being involved and and, and being loud. So we we love seeing that. Hopefully y'all were able to do more for that as the season goes on. We want to thank you guys for listening. We'll talk more about... Um, Odell's injury and Mark's injury and how this impacts this offense on our next episode. Um, but we want it, to, it, hey, it's a mini buy. So we get a little bit of a mini week, but we'll be back next week to talk more Ravens on the Winning Drive podcast. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 